Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right, over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs, also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. Hello and welcome to The Dream Factory, the world's greatest user-generated movie creation podcast. The rules here at The Dream Factory are simple. We can discuss as many of your film ideas, as many of our film ideas, as many film ideas that maybe I saw on Twitter and change one word of as we like. But only one will get through to the next stage where it'll eventually inevitably run into legal trouble because of the aforementioned theft. And uh, we'll have to just conveniently drop it into the North Sea right before our trial starts. I'm Joel, a man who puts the lean in Colleen, and across from me is John Harris, a man who is currently sat in front of a beautifully framed collection of the court drawings of Wayne Rooney. Hello, John. Hello, mate. We're back! Yeah, We're back! I promised so many times, and I didn't know whether we'd genuinely come back, but... I. I... How long would you have released old episodes for? <laughs> and what were you doing in the event of my death? <laughs> Uh, in the event of your death, I would... Would you release a little bit of audio if I died? Oh, that's a good question. Hello, and welcome to the Dream Factory. <laughs> you do the intro and announce my death. No, I don't the know The man who puts the rave in grave, it's Joel. <laughs> <Just> <laughs> He's silence. dead. <laughs> uh, yeah, no. Um, also, I put out old episodes that had guests. Look, I can't promise we'd be able to do guests every week, but if you enjoyed the episodes with guests, let us know and we'll see if we can get some. Yeah, let us know some episodes with third people on we know we we'll still know big a-listers one or two people in the biz i think oh well, yeah i think we know three i think we've been shunned from most corners of the biz but there's a couple corners left 
There's a couple nooks, there's a couple crannies that still welcome the Dream Factory with open arms. I wanted to talk to you about this uh, case, but uh, the the Colleen, the what's it called? Wagger for Christie. Wagger uh, for Christie, yeah. You wish, the person who came out with that wishes they copyrighted it because it's everywhere. So good. It's everywhere. Absolutely everywhere. The um, BBC's podcast is called that. Yeah, which seems, I thought... You pro- yeah, I don't know if you can cop- you can trademark Wagger. something that is essentially the name Agatha Christie. With a W, yeah, good point. Yeah. All right, I take yeah. it back. But yeah, let's let's chat after the murder on the Leighton Orient Express. There's another football Christie pun for you. He used to live in Leighton, right? Yeah, I did. I still live very close to Leighton. Uh, Any good at football? Forever in my heart. Pardon? Any good at football? Me. Leighton. Me. I'm pretty good. Leighton Orient. You know they're a professional outfit. They they got some they got some players. Oh dear. Well, we're not here to talk about how good certain teams are at football. You no, I can see the fear in your eye. I can really see the fear in your eyes as you ask the question about Leighton Orient. (laughs) <laughs> you you look like you know when you have those moments where you, your brain thinks what am I saying why yeah. am I asking this question that was really what happened behind the whites of your eyes were visible then John but I'm thank you very much for entertaining me and some football chat mm. no worries at all let's never do it again <laughs> thank god right should we have some film ideas yes please how about this one from Alex Grant and Phil Mitchell versus Florence and the Machines so I warned I warned you uh, maybe a couple episodes ago in real time not the old episodes oh god I feel like we're in the multiverse don't put two ideas in, in a film thing I get stressed so we've got yeah we've got Grant and Phil Mitchell EastEnders legends hard men big time so, big time. Yeah, so hard biggest men. hard men I'd say they're the hardest of men yeah they uh, yeah did you feel so you shaved your head yeah what percentage harder did you feel once you'd removed the hair from your head? No, not at all. I felt, really? I felt weaker. Did you? Yeah, no. I, I think I have more of a threatening aura. And so now I have to like almost like overcompensate, I'd say. By being Do you say you speak more of... softly when you order a coffee and stuff? Yeah. Just... yeah. Pretend I'm a barista and you're ordering a coffee from me now with your with your head. Do it first as you used to do it with a full head of hair and now you're bald and we'll, we'll see the differences. Uh, well, one thing is, uh, since shaving my head, I've gone decaf, which I think does... That helps. Of, that definitely that helps. helps. That definitely, definitely helps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I'd be like, before I'd be like... No, I'm always terrible. Like, I'm always the person who's like, uh, do, do you by any chance do coffee? Like, in a cafe. Do you know what I mean? Like, in Starbucks. Yeah, yeah it's yeah, embarrassing. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously, we fucking um, do coffee. When... Uh, so, Starbucks write your, your name on the cup. Yeah. They never, ever, 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 ever write Joel. They always write John. And every time they do it, John, I think about you. Uh, you're probably the most, pro- you're the most prominent John in my life. Oh, so there you go. that's I always adorable. think about it. John Harris. Yeah. I'm I, sorry I, think, I think awful things. Oh, <laughs> you throw your cup Really vicious, vicious personal stuff. Yeah, yeah. I won't drink it. Or if I throw it back in the barista's face and say, try again. How do they spell it? Yeah. With an H or no H, generally? Always with a H. Interesting. Mm, mm, mm. Have we got a film idea? Oh, yeah. <laughs> right. So, the Mitchells versus... <laughs> yeah, we're talking about the Mitchell brothers. The Phil and Grant Mitchell versus the Machine. Soap's two hardest men, I'd say. Is this a pun? Is, this on, is, there, some, is there a film with a title like this? Yeah, the Mitchells versus the Machines. It's a very good animated oh. film that came out last year. I had, no, I had no idea that thing existed. I thought Alex had just thrown a load of words at us, which I like, because it's worth saying to listeners, the film ideas don't have to be a play on a film that already exists. You could just send us a film idea. Not at all. I mean, you could send us a, a one pager off spec, you know, film idea. We're we're very open to that. You know, the puns and the twists on existing films are brilliant, and the portmanteaus. I love a portmanteau. But if you've just got a completely original idea, fling it away. I'm into it. I mean, I think we will have a completely original idea later in this episode from from a certain almost legendary member of the uh, the Dream Factory submission community. 
which I have not. L- what a boring name for the for our fans. I call them dreamers. I've decided on the Dream- last, oh yeah yeah dreamers on That's the good. last few intros. I've called them dreamers, and I said if you're listening, you have to submit an idea. That's a new rule. So if you're listening right now and haven't submitted an idea, get off. What's the punishment? We'll make really bad episodes going forward. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> if you think the episode's conscious. bad, it's your fault. Yeah. Right, so Mitchell versus the machines. Grant and Phil Mitchell have to take on... Florence has got an army of machines that she yeah. controls with her voice. The higher she pitches up, the faster they run at the enemy. I don't know. That's how it works. I like She her. controls an army of machines with her voice, and the only people that can take down those machines are the Mitchell brothers, because they ran the archers in EastEnders, which is a garage, so they know how to use tools. They know how to take apart a machine. Yes. and They're tooled up. They both arrive with their tool belts onto some sort of big battlefield and they just take those machines down one by one. I like it. And also, like, Florence is singing, not only is it commanding an army, it's sort of, in some way, disarming people. Like, the the, the, the tones are so high that it's sort of hurting people so they can't fight back. But the Mitchells are just so hard. They're like cauliflower ears. They've got cauliflower ears. Yeah. So they can't hear it. (laughs) Absolutely ideal. Perfect. Yeah. There we go. Perfect. Hey, John, give me an idea. What about this one from Yam Yam? That's a Twitter name, not a real name. Well, it could be... Uh, actually, apologies. I take it back. It could be a real name. I don't want to start offending our <laughs> listeners. Apologies, Yam Yam. Thor, Ragnarok around the clock tonight. Thor, Ragnarok around the... Big musical Thor? Big musical Thor. Do you think Hemsworth can sing? He's sort of annoyingly handsome, mm, mm, at mm. every Good actor, handsome, ripped... Funny. Yeah. He He's so funny, yeah. He's got the hair. Oh. Sensational hair. Outrageous hair. He can almost definitely sing. He'll be able to do that move. You know how some actors are just trained so that they can sing to a level? I feel like he could he could hold his own. Yeah. He could definitely do like the rock opera ballad oh, yeah. style singing. He's got the hair for it. Although actually it's probably mostly a wig to be fair. Oh, yeah, I guess so. But yeah, no, I can, I can see Taika. The, the thing is, Rock Around the Clock tonight is... The sick, that's like that's like first first wave no one's ever described it as first like the original sort of rock, commercial rock and roll right that's like yeah Bill Haley and the Comets often cited as one of the first sort of rock and roll songs yeah obviously I'm sure if you actually look at history there were lots of other people doing it before they just happened to not be white so they've been forgotten by history books but Thor is very much in the 80s isn't he he's not he's yep. he's not like a 60s little like you know Teddy Teddy Boy is that what they are like yeah yeah, yeah, that's the that's the only issue. I think there's going to be a clash here. I don't think so. So it's Bill Haley and the Comets, which implies some sort of intergalactic goings on. Good point. Maybe they're the villain. They're the villain. They're rocking around the clock. It's time travel. It's intergalactic time travel. Yeah, I he can has see to go that. back to the '60s, and it turns out that you know, them being in a band was just a front for evil deeds. And Thor would probably be all right in the '60s because. There's enough hippies around that his look would sort of go yes. unnoticed. And you've got that brilliant fish out of water stuff that you had in the first Thor film where he's trying to adjust to life in the 60s. Amazing. I like it. He's only just got used to, you know, planet Earth as a modern citizen and he gets warped back to the 1960s. I think I could, you know, the MCU's st- like starting idea. to sort of expand their repertoire in terms of genres and sort of how outlandish they go with stuff. So, you know, time travels to the 60s. They've done try- time travel before, but... They haven't gone that far. Oh, actually, no, they haven't gone that uh, They should definitely do a bit of that. Don't you think? Yeah. That'd be great. I think so. I know that Peyton Reed, who's the director of Ant-Man films, a long time ago was desperate to do a Fantastic Four film set in the 60s because they're sort of the first family of Marvel. So sort of introducing them now feels a bit weird. Mm. They should they should, yeah. should have been the sort of people who've always been around. Been I went in. to see Doctor Strange. Have you seen Doctor I've Strange? I've seen Doctor 
Joel, I've seen should we have a, should have a, 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 that could be our post pod chat yeah great point let's do that let's so if you're listening away. there'll be a spoiler chat about Doctor Strange at the end of this podcast which I'm very much looking forward to hey 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 John how about this idea from Josh the A conjuring A con A conjuring A conjuring let's sing it A con yeah music music A con yeah favourite A con song and why is it lonely yeah it is lonely obviously it's lonely of course it's lonely uh, we all remember Lonely so fondly. Why, uh, rappers should start pitching their voice up like that. Like We should start having bringing that back, the weird pitched up sample. Well, that's like, uh, what do they call it? Chipmunk Soul. It was like Kanye's early stuff was a lot of that, wasn't it, as well? Yeah, it's very true. Very true. And The Conjuring is 1970s. Oh, hello. Thor could be there. Um, <laughs> paranormal investigators and demonologists. I prefer, de- if I was going to go for one of those job titles, I'd go for demonologist. I'd be a demonologist. Joel Grove, demonologist. Put that that would look great on, great on a business card, wouldn't it? <laughs> on LinkedIn, yeah. What would you endorse me for? Uh, seeing demons, I guess. So I think this is, as far as I remember, I, I think this is the one that's sort of vaguely based on actual, well, I say actual with heavy, you know, quote marks, actual mm-hmm. sort of investigators in the 70s. Is Akon sufficiently scary? Is he the ghost? Is Akon the ghost? Or is he the investigator? He's the investigator, right? It doesn't, isn't he, isn't, I don't know if I'm wrong, isn't Akon like a force for good in the world now? Yeah, well. Are you using the words, is Akon a force for good? No, I, as soon as he's Hasn't he given loads of his money to projects in Africa and stuff? I'm fairly confident. I need to check exactly what, um, yeah, well, okay, right. Here's a headline from 2015 from The Independent. So, f- you know, fingers crossed it's not complete nonsense. Akon is bringing electricity to 600 million people in Africa. Fucking hell. So, yeah. I thought, yeah, when you started, when you started saying that sentence, I that rung a bell in my head as well as that he's... If you've of- ever streamed the song Lonely, in a, in a small way, you've helped contribute to the electricity for 600 million people. You're a legend. Everyone... Just keep streaming Akon. Everyone yeah. stream Akon. Get him in your Spotify wrapped. I don't think, in the old days, like I think Spotify sort of worked this one out, but I know that for a lot of bands for a lot of short period of time, we'd be like, play our album on mute overnight and we'll get mm. royalties. But I believe Spotify have nipped that in the bud. So if you mute, it doesn't count as a play anymore. Damn. Put some, plug some headphones in. Yeah, I, I'll be honest with you. My knowledge of Akon is that he, right, here's my full Akon knowledge. Brilliant. Brilliant. <laughs> I can't wait. Strap in. This is going to be like, this is going to be 45 minutes. John's about to deliver a let. He's been waiting for this moment. Pop musician from the early noughties. Signed Lady yep. Gaga, I believe. Wow. I think he's, I think he's You definitely... just said you had limited knowledge about Akon. I'm sure there's something like that. Let me look. Akon Lady Gaga. Well, all right. The top thing that comes up is in a Sirius XM interview uh, with DJ Sway, Akon bluntly stated that he left Lady Gaga at the height of her success. I cashed out. I got out when the gooding was hot. It's like business, you be build to sell. So yeah, there must be something about him being sort of commercially yeah. involved in the Lady Gaga project. Uh, so wow. there's that. And then, yeah, the Africa thing. So Yeah, and he had some big hits. Yeah. Right? Do you know, actually, so that song that we were just, hey, can't Slim Shady, that song. Yeah, smack that, smack that. Smack that, thank you. Has one of the worst, sort of, one of the worst scanning lyrics I've ever heard, which is, yes, please. wanna jump up in my Lamborghini Gallardo. Wanna yeah, jump yeah, up yeah. in my Lamborghini Gallardo. It's just so clunky. Whenever <laughs> I hear in your head. Yeah, it's maybe. Worked. I don't even maybe know what a Lamborghini Gallardo is. I assume it's a car. Yeah. Is it a big one? Unless a Lamborghini one? are like, you know, like um, Yamaha and they make other things. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a keyboard. <laughs> it's a keyboard. It's a Lamborghini hot tub. Right. 
I've got three from Jake. They're all on a theme, so I'm going to run through them for you, if that's okay. Yes, please. No Time to Die. James Bond has a deadly allergy to time and tells everyone he meets. <laughs> that is brilliant. No Time to Die, brackets, but it's the French town of Die. James Bond <laughs> has to make it to die for some reason. You can fill the blanks in there. Right, can Finally. I try and guess the third one? Yeah. Is it to do with dice? No. Is it like a Dungeons and Dragons player that hasn't got That's his good dice? Then. Okay. Um, no time to dice. I like that. Or, or die is the plural. Of course. Apologies to, to mm. you. All right. Okay. Okay. Famous. Okay. No time to die. He he stains his suit and he has to dye it back to the color black in order to get into a casino. Okay. So Dye. No time to die. Dye. No, that's so, not it. You yeah, no no no. You've got it. You've got the title. The concept is different, yes. but right. No tie. No. Oh, sorry. No tie to die. James Bond has to go undercover at a Grateful Dead concert, but refuses to wear anything other than a suit. Ends in a rampage, killing everyone wearing tie dye. Okay, That's a while good. back, I feel like because, yeah, I feel like James Bond would be the enemy of hippies. Oh yeah. So a while back, we I think it's in the Rihanna. Oh no, it's the Beck Hill episode. But to the listeners, would be a fresh episode. Um, we had tie dye hard. So mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. A similar a similar theme, which is sort of. Heroic spy type just murdering hippies for no reason. Uh, <laughs> we've cre- we've created a genre. <laughs> I like I like them all. I'm intrigued by it's the time allergy. It's the allergy to the herb time for me. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but is is that a good idea if you're James Bond to tell everyone what will kill you? That seems like something you'd right keep because the the supervillain would try and get time into everything he eats. Yeah, instead of a laser, it'd just be like a plant just slowly going up the table ready to like stroke him on the face. That'd be good. Right. So, yeah, okay. I wonder how many allergies you can have before they reject you as a spy at MI5. <laughs> That's a really like, if you good have point. A, as part of the questionnaire, if you've got one of those, like an airborne nut allergy, do you reckon you can't be an international man of mystery? I don't, <laughs> I don't know, but I, I feel bad. Like, Why don't part you of know? me wants to say yes, but like, I don't want to disrespect our, our wonderful uh, allergy listeners that's not what they're called yeah but you know in the same way that you can't be in you can't fly in the raf if you're colorblind you know it's not something that can be helped but there there are limitations i guess are placed on you what allergies like if you're allergic to whatever they make um the chips in casinos out of there's literally no way you can be an international man of mystery no that's a good point martini you know so you might have to if you're allergic to an olive you can't order a a martini without an olive It'd, it'd be so embarrassing you just wouldn't get taken seriously. I think I, it's an interesting... As a kid, when I, I, I am dyslexic, and when I found out, peop, like, people would always be like, you can't be like a doctor. You can't be like a doctor because apparently you might see like 500 milligrams of blah, blah, blah and give them 5,000 <laughs> milligrams or something. But I, I, I'm fairly confident... You'll just write something completely different on a prescription. <laughs> yeah, I'm fairly confident that's bullshit. I'm fa- yeah, of course that's bullshit. <laughs> okay, I, just, I don't know. Well, have, you still, have you held on to that? Is that the reason you're not a doctor, John? <laughs> yeah, otherwise, I was primed and ready for my doc- doctorate, doctorhood. Just stood uh, there in your big lab coat as a little kid, and then someone said, like, sorry, John, but you might spell hemoglobin incorrectly and give him a little hemoglobin <laughs> that runs around, scaring everyone. He-man goblin, um, like, terrifying. He- <laughs> no, I think, I, think, I think if you're dyslexic, you can be a doctor. I think if you're allergic to nuts, you can't be an international man of mystery, especially if it's airborne. And you have to get because you're flying all over the world, right? And they're open, everyone's getting a free packet of peanuts on a flight. A double O well, agent can't go into anaphylactic shock on a BA flight to you know the Lebanon. Well, the good news is I don't think he's often going on a BA flight to the Lebanon. Um, you think it's all private? You think it's all private jets? I think 
I, I know someone who isn't that allergic to nuts, but sort of as a power play will do the stop everyone on the plane having the nuts. Really? Yeah, imagine the power you've got there going, no, no, no. But no wouldn't you be the most hated anyway. person on the plane? Is that, <laughs> You just get on flights for the free packet of nuts. Air travel is so, it's obviously very privileged to say, it's such a pain in the ass and quite often prohibitively expensive. I want to milk it for every single freebie I can get. And if I'm denied my sort of 10 peanuts in a little packet i'll be really sad about that unless they um, source an alternative snack are you are you doing the tomato juice on a plane are you going for that or not or what is it like a little bloody mary well i just know that people say because of the altitude your taste buds are messed up and it makes tomato juice delicious that's why lots of people yeah i don't think it. i've ever had tomato. the next flight i get john i'm gonna have a bloody mary and i'm gonna let you know how it goes exciting as a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right. Over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about Wix. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe and Summit 4xe models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Spin your passion into a business with Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com slash records. Should we have another one from you? Because I, I, I've got a, I, what I can only imagine is a lot. I haven't read it yet, but I can only imagine it's going to be a long one. Hey, let's have another one from me. There's an idea I just had. It's from Martin. Broke back to the future. He tweeted this and said one for Joel. Specifically for you as a... Because as a I love back, back to, to the future. future. Yeah. Now, my obviously my immediate thought here is Doc and Marty. Yeah. But there's a real age gap there. Yeah, There's a problematic think, age gap, and I think he's a teenager at school. He's a high school, right? So, yeah, I'd say that's definitely... So, definitely. less problematic than that, far less problematic than that. He goes back in time, and he starts a relationship with his own father. <laughs> because they're the same age. I thought he was going to biff biff. He could biff biff. Oh, hmm. And then biff, hmm. Maybe. Maybe maybe biff has a lot of repressed stuff going on, and that's why he lashes out at the world. Oh, yeah, that's... I mean... Oh. Well, the good thing is we can definitely tell a very nuanced story about sexuality whilst also including time travel. 
And hoverboards. <laughs> yeah. I think we can. That'll be the next yourself, phase of Marvel. That'll be the next phase of Marvel. They'll be like, you know, it's a very nuanced portrayal of sort of people coming to terms with their sexuality. But there's also hoverboards. And hoverboards. I'm in. I'm fully on board with that. I, yeah, okay. No, Biff's the right answer. And then it's, oh, the, watch, the traumatic end, John, is that they realise they can't be together because if they get together, the future's fucked. Yeah. That's a sad end. And... If they get together, it means that Biff won't bully some guy who then goes on to, I don't know, find a cure for a disease that's wiping out the planet. So they speed forward 30 years, and because they're in a happy, devoted couple, everything's gone to shit. And they pin it back to the point where they got together. And so they have to go back and make a pact to never be together. Oh, that's quite sad. I'm heartbroken, Joel, actually, about this. I think it's quite a good idea. Yeah. Let let us write Back to the Future 4, you cowards. Zemeckis, you coward. Give us the money. Right. Shall I do this? I, I'm I'm sort of scared. So yeah, I think so. We've we have we've we've acquired quite a few new listeners recently. So you might have to give yeah. a bit of background, a bit of an explanation as to what we're about to hear. Very good point. Right back in the day, I would say quarterly we would get an email from a man. He is called Tom, uh, mm-hmm. but his email address says Conway Muscles, and so yep. naturally yeah, yeah. we. Uh, as in as in the seafood. So naturally, we started to call him Muscles Tom. Now, the interesting thing about Tom is he generally, not always, but uh, he, he generally uh, does incredibly long film ideas and they're based yeah. on furniture. And we should say Muscles Conway, he, he works on a muscles farm. Yes. His job is providing muscles to the masses. And we always threat, threaten that we will show up at his muscles farm one day and record an episode. Well, we're going to do a live show. We're going to do a li- live show down at Conway Muscles. So um, I didn't want to spoil this. And this is the first shit. time I've read this. So apologies for any errors. Hi, guys. Yes, me. You fucking hell. Apologies for any errors. Uh, yes. Yes, it's me. me. <laughs> <laughs> yes, me. It's me. I'm back. And just in time, by the sound of things, as Hollywood slides down into a spiral of poor and boring movies, a saviour comes to save us all. I don't usually like to compare myself to that of the great man himself. Jesus, that is. (laughs) But with the quality of script I've written over the last few years, I think we would all agree it's quite appropriate. So what do you have to look forward to? Jesus, Jesus, absolutely famous for his screenplays. He was a creative. So what do you have to look forward to? All sorts. We've got action. We've got horror. We've got more action. <laughs> the scripts are already complete and sent to Hollywood. Right now, they are probably in the hands of top-notch Hollywood executives fighting over which one they're going to make first. So while we leave them to fight it out, why not journey through some of the most amazing and action-packed stories of all time? I call our first little trailblazer, The Tables Have Turned. And then he says, "Come on, Coming soon. <laughs> The shark that won't go away. I want that one, Tom. I want the shark that won't. Go. I'm really sorry. I'm sure the tables have turned is great, but I want the shark that won't go away. <laughs> Titanic three. Good. Three Ignore ghosts. Two. <laughs> three ghosts in a house. Titanic four. Must go faster. The witch next door. <laughs> P.S. I realise these stories are overly long and not so appropriate for the format of your show. So please feel free to use or not use them as you see fit. I will fucking use Tom, yeah, you- mate. We're an hour before every single show. I message John and say, "John, I've got nothing." <laughs> so, Tom, you keep you keep them coming, mate. I, I do worry about how much time you're spending at your desk at Conway Muscles and not out there getting muscles. And I wonder how your employees would feel about the fact that you are using your work email address to send this stuff in. But I'm fully behind it. Right. Oh God, I can't open the flipping 
attachment. This is going wrong. That's how big the attachment is. You're you're actually starting to lag on this Zoom call, John, because your internet can't handle the right the download. Lonely, I miss the lonely. The audacity of Tom to think that we would for one second not just read anything he sends us. Yeah, I know, I know. Right, here we go. We've got a history, Tom. We've read every single word you've ever sent us. Fuck me. I don't know what to do. It's nine pages long. I'm not sure I can (laughs) read nine pages. (laughs) (laughs) Right, is it not... So, when you say it's nine pages, is it... What is it? What what is it? What form does that take? A script? Yeah. Or nine... No, it's like a story. It's like a story. Of what, what is it? One story. Yeah, <laughs> Act One. There's three acts. Strap in, listeners. I guess. What well, should we serialize it? Okay. Yeah. Oh, that's a great idea. Today we will be reading Act One of The Tables Have Turned. <coughs> We've still got our own ideas to do here, John. Yeah. The film starts. <laughs> here we go. The film starts aboard a luxurious plane full of millionaires and ruthless businessmen. Two of the men are drinking whiskey and boasting about how many people they have killed this week. <laughs> Next, we see the kitchen aboard this plane. There is a chef slaving away over a hot posh meal. As he stirs the soup, the camera pans into his eyes to reveal a rugged, dangerous-looking man. He looks like he's lived a life of adventure, the scars from a lifetime of torture and pain. This is our hero. Hey, you cheeky girl, get me another whiskey, will you? Shouts one of the ruthless businessmen. That's probably not a ruthless businessman voice, is it? And where's my bleeding That was the voice meal? you do. <laughs> it's on its way, sir. The young, attractive maid replies as she hurries over to the bar to pour a large whiskey on the rocks. Next, the camera is fixed on the feet of the chef as he walks down the aisle of the plane. As the camera pans up, he's given direct stage directions, everything. This as is the camera pans stuff. up, we see he's holding a delicious hot bowl of soup served on a beautiful silver tray. He stops next to the rude businessman. Here's your meal, sir. It's about bleeding time, the man snaps and takes the <laughs> soup. What the heck is this? This is horrible. Get me some salt. Our hero replies with a smirk. You know, too much salt can kill you, sir. And so <sighs> can this. <laughs> the chef pulls off his white hat to reveal a massive gun. He points it at the businessman and shoots him in the head. The bad guy falls face flat into the soup with a satisfying splat. Panic erupts on the plane. Next minute, all businessmen are pulling out their guns and start firing at the chef. Our hero grabs the stewardess and uses her as a human shield. Fuck Oh, hell. my God. What kind oh of hero God. is this also, guy? Uh, are, there, are there just holes being shot in the side of the plane? Good point. Bullets fly into her as though she was butter. Our hero fires oh back, my God, killing Tom. two of the bad guys. But there are still three bad guys left. <laughs> Thanks for the, for, the, for the math on this. There are still three bad guys left and our hero only has one bullet remaining. One of the bad guys oh, shouts, no. Hey, asshole, what you gonna do now? Cook us another meal? Ha 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 ha. The bad guy raises their gun and points, them, points it at the chef. One of them quips, Well, I'm afraid we're not hungry. That's okay, our That's hero a good quip. replies. Yeah, with a quip of his own. <laughs> I'm not a real chef. <laughs> <laughs> he throws the stewardess's lifeless body to the floor and points oh his gun at one of the windows. He shoots it out as he dives across the sea and holds on for dear life. Suddenly, all three men are sucked out of the window like jelly babies. Famously, jelly babies, famous for being sucked out of windows. Yeah, that's how What's I eat going on back there? One of the pilots shouts. <laughs> <laughs> only only now. Just now. <laughs> Our hero runs into the cockpit and orders the pilot to land the plane. I don't take my orders from you. <laughs> replies the pilot bang the chef shoots him in the head and then points his gun to the other pilot how about you screw you asshole you can kiss my bang he shoots him dead too 
<laughs> Damn, I was hoping for a smooth landing, smirks the chef. Just then, the engines explode and the plane begins to take a nosedive. As the plane is free-falling, our hero notices a speeding train down below. (laughs) This is my chance, he thinks. It all happens so fast, but the chef manages to jump off the plane onto the roof of a speeding train. As he's hanging on for dear life, the descending plane crashes and explodes into the side of a mountain. I hate flying. Our hero jokes. (laughs) End of act one. Oh, what a, what a... That is amazing. Uh I'll perform Act 2 next week, and then you can finish with Act 3. Perfect. The fact that Tom has written that for us, it's like the most flattering thing in the world. It's so good. It's so good. Did the film have a title? It's called The Tables Have Turned. Oh, that was The Tables Have Turned. Is he going to send us nine pages for every one of those ideas that we just heard? Uh, Tom, for the sake of your job, I hope not. But I am grateful for this one. I hope not, Tom. You're going to be sacked. You are going to get sacked, and we can't be held responsible for that. Absolutely. I've got a sofa you can stay on for a little while <laughs> until Hollywood finally pick you up. What a rags to riches story, though, if you get fired from a muscle farm in Wales and then you become the biggest writer in Hollywood. What Fingers an arc. Crossed. Right, should um, we say our two crappy ideas and then... Oh, no, you actually... You said to me earlier you're quite happy with yours. Don't, yeah, but don't say it oh, now sorry. after you just heard that. Before right. I heard that, I said... Before the recording, I said to John, I think my idea's quite good this week. And then you read me out the, the epic from Tom. My, the Lord of the look, Rings. guys, my idea's shit. Here's one from me. Old member. After being captured and experimented on, Austin Powers begins aging rapidly. Can he save the planet from Dr. Evil's ray that accelerates the aging process for everyone on Earth before he himself dies? Very nice. I So Dr. Evil I've... captures Austin Powers. He's like, I've got this new weapon. I'm going to experiment on you first. And he fires him with this ray gun and Austin Powers starts to age quickly. But what is Austin's... And then he finds out that he's going to aim it at the entire planet. But what is Austin's most sort of famous weapon it's his it's his it's his member it's his mojo so yeah why doesn't why doesn't the laser just make his penis really old <laughs> but then if you old extrapolate member. that out what's the threat to the what's the threat to the the well, world that everyone's just gonna have really old genitals he can't be a shagadelic dude anymore no he can't be a shagadelic dude but the, that you doesn't really put the planet at peril you can't have kids if everyone's genitals are incredibly old okay so it, Dr. Evil thinks there's a population crisis on planet Earth, yeah. and so he's going to increase the age of everyone's genitalia by 100 years. The, the one thing that, this is good, uh, th- that is good about this is in Hollywood at the minute, one of the like, sort of least inventive tropes is that the villains are environmental people. For some reason, there's a real sort yeah. of environmental stint in villains. Like Thanos is technically an environmentalist. I think the guy in No Time to Die is sort of an environmental vibe. Isn't yeah, it? yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah, I think this in that respect, Doctor Evil's you know worrying about a population. He's on trend. Very on trend. He's right bang now. on trend. Okay, so that that, that makes sense. So he's aging everyone's genitals really quickly. Yeah. But Austin Powers has already been hit with it, and he has to grapple with the fact that he's he's lost his now mojo. impotent. Yeah. He's lost his mojo. He's no yeah. longer shagadelic. He's completely unshagadelic, and it's actually a comment on the fact that. You know, the elderly have a place in society. Oh, that's so, so lovely. Think about that, John. I think about that. About that. Uh, my idea, and I'm sure we've had it before, frankly, fight at the museum. Yeah. Have we had that? I don't know. But I just I like, like it. it. I just think... Everything at the museum has a big fight. Yeah, I just think, you know, I'm not into like boxing or sort of MMA or any pay-per-view, but if it was like Tutankhamun versus Attila the Hun... Yes. Then I'm in. Do you know what I mean? Then you're in. Maybe that's the end point of these YouTube boxing matches. <laughs> they they bring people back from they the dead. They reanimate. Yeah, I think Historical that's that's figures. what we're going to get to, right? Our, our craving to watch famous people hit each other won't be 
satisfied until you know Charles the first is having a fight. Charles the second, sorry, is having a fight with Oliver Cromwell. <laughs> because every at, the, at that point, every celebrity will have fought each other. So we're going to have to start going back into the yeah the the human. The, I reckon. I reckon within the next five years, every celebrity on earth will have fought each other. I can't wait for it. That's my big um, prediction. What What's the combo that would sell out like Wembley Arena? No, Wembley Stadium. I. What's the celebrity combo? If they announced such and such is going to fight this person. Well, is it just pure fame or are we thinking like, is it going to make a good fight? Because I think like... Pure fame. Caesar versus... No, not... No. no, no. Caesar? You think Caesar's selling an 80,000 arena? Who are you thinking? What's on your... What's on? I think Tutankhamun um, is a good shout for one of them, surely. Trump and Biden. But they're alive. That's- and they... they- no holds barred. It's no holds barred fight. UFC, Octagon, Wembley Stadium, Trump versus Biden, both stripped to the waist. I think it would be quite a sad fight in reality, wouldn't it, though? <laughs> yeah, it would be a horrible thing to witness. But um, I'd watch it. I'd buy a ticket. I'd be ringside. Right, well, we can't let Tom win every week that we read his pl- film. But he's won Make- this week. This week he wins. Going forward, we will read another act of his his film, but he is by default not allowed to win because he's already won this week. Um, what I really like, John, is how, so just off mic just then, you really generously offered to score that section with Tom to really sort of elevate it. You said, what I'll do with this Tom submission is I'll, it'll be almost like a standalone part within the podcast. And you said, yeah, you're yeah. Gonna score it, add some SFX. You know, I, I thought that was great. The weird thing is either I'm going to do that, which I'm not, and they would have already mm. heard that, or this You're going to cut this bit out. I'm curious to see which bit stays. I was thinking... Um, I was thinking, what is the laziest way of doing that? And I was thinking, maybe I just underneath it, just sort of hum. <laughs> that would be fantastic. That's how that's how like um, Hans Zimmer does it at first. So he gets sent the film, <laughs> and he his imme- he does an immediate reaction hum to it, <laughs> and then he'll go and get it scored by an orchestra. But there are very rare copies you can get of the films that I are scored exclusively by him humming. June the acapella take. Oh my god. <laughs> I'd pay good money for that. Right. Um, Let's call it a day. Thanks, everyone. We're going to call it a day. It's a bumper one for the return. But after this, there'll be a little bit of music. And then John and Joel. Joel and John? I can't remember how we're billed. These two guys are going to talk about Doctor Strange. Hey, John, I thought you did really well this week. Thank you. Um, my partner asked me the other day, she said, what do you guys do during that music break? And mm. I said, normally we just go, you know, after the music. Hey, John, but this week you actually yeah. did sing the thing. Yeah. So just... just well, I, hu- I hummed it a little bit as a fun immediate callback to, to Hans Zimmer humming the thing. Uh... That's quite sweet, the idea that we just sit there for the music for the length of time the music break is so that yeah, the edit's really silently. easy for you yeah no absolutely not <laughs> right um, Doctor Talk Strange you went to see it what did you think about it immediate thoughts feelings did you have a nice time I had a nice time it's the first time me and uh, me and my partner have gone to the cinema uh, s- together since the the bub that has been born I, I've i been by myself but um, we've not been together so that was nice and the film is one of those things where I think the whole time I was in there, I was going, I'm having a nice time. But I think as soon as yeah. I left, I went, I'm not sure that made any sense. Yeah, I know what you mean. But I had a nice time. I don't know. It's, Sam Raimi is a very uh, spe- specific, that's not what I'm looking for. He's He's got a very sort of 
clear tone and stuff in his movie making so i found it quite jarring there's a lot of looking at the camera there's a lot of really weird shots there's yeah strange vibes going on not just like the spooky horror stuff in the film but just sort of the way the film is made there's a lot of like breaking the fourth wall and stuff and i sort of i i don't love that personally but i know that's sort of what you get when you get sam raimi yeah are we gonna spoil it oh yeah i think so it was hmm. so first of all i i enjoyed it i like like you i think when i was in there i was having a really good time and it's two hours is actually is on the shorter end for a marvel film which is good and i would have liked it to have been more mad yeah you know there's like that there's that montage where they travel through a load of alternate universes and you get very brief glimpses of like an animated one one where they're all made of paint and then they arrive in one that is just new york but with more flowers look nice and i sort of thought oh it looked great but i sort of thought why didn't they spend time in like some fucking weird universes yeah Yeah. it's called the the multiverse of madness and they just are in three versions of new york the craziest thing about this version of new york is they go on red (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Th- their pizza comes in a ball shape. You know, there's literally <laughs> infinite possibilities. Why do they have to have pizza? It's so stupid. Like, I wish I just, like I say, I really liked it, but I do wish there was, like, actual madness. Yeah, well, like, I mean, that's really, like, fucking out there weird shit is what I wanted to see. Yeah, I've seen some takes being like, for a film called Multiverse of Madness, there's not a lot of multiverses and there's definitely not much madness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How did you feel about the. First Avenger, um, the yeah, they they must be called the Illuminati in the comic books, right? Because they would never ever call them that. Yeah, so there's like there is an Illuminati in the comics. It's not the exact same lineup, but it does have like Professor X and Reed Richards from the Fantastic Four as a part of it, and they sort of found it very very hard to take John Krasinski seriously when he was doing some big exposition because he just is Jim from the Office, and that's like is that a bit of fan service? Because I feel like people for a lot of a long time have said he would be a brilliant yeah Reed it must be it's fan service and so i they can't sort of tell gave us him for 10 minutes yeah i think but then I, but think, then i came out thinking but he will also exist in our universe not necessarily i think but that guy will right <laughs> what reed richards he doesn't necessarily have to be reed richards yeah but if there's a, they're all meeting alton there's all no i don't know maybe not I don't know. I think there's definitely an element of like, you know how everyone on the internet wants you to be Reed Richards. Will you come into this yeah. film, do, you know, do three days with us and then yeah, yeah, nip yeah. that in the bud. But but now everyone's like, well, he's going to direct the next Fantastic Four movie and be Reed Richards. So I don't know if it's exactly done that. Yeah, one thing, one... I'm into the America character. I hope there's more universe traveling. For sure. One thing I will say about uh, John Krasinski is... Mm-hmm. He is, he is, bu- like, he is a buff man because everyone in Hollywood is buff. But he wasn't, because he'd just come in to do this. He wasn't like, mu- he wasn't like Marvel buff. And yeah. as a result, I thought he looked a bit scr- scrawny. But Does he's a stretchy sense? guy, so he couldn't, he wouldn't be yeah, buff, would he? Yeah, I guess, maybe. He's a big but stretchy thought, rubber guy, so I don't think. Yeah, I just thought compared to the others, I was like, he looks, he just looks normal, which is odd because everyone yeah. in Marvel films is so unbelievably weird, weirdly. It, yeah, it's so shape. funny. Like, even. Benedict Cumberbatch is in like really good shape. Yeah, there's a bit where he's topless, where he's in bed. I think you think this, well, there's no need for the like the this sorcerer supreme guy to have like fucking ridiculous pecs. When is he working out? Same th- same thing with Loki in in his series. There's a bit where his top comes off, and you're like, yeah, they're, 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 both when of are you those doing characters, if, 
if anyone had an excuse to be scrawny, it's like Loki and Doctor Strange are sort of their yeah. aesthetic. Like if it's Captain America yeah. or Thor, I get it. You need to look big. But those guys... We need more scrawny guy representation in the Marvel films. It's gone too far. Absolutely. And big man representation. Big man. Yeah, and big man representation. Big man. <laughs> big man. Uh, but yeah, liked it. I'm excited to see... What... What's the next big one? Thor. Thor I'm very excited for Thunder. Thor. Wait, I'm super excited for Thor. Yeah, it should be good. I'm intrigued to see what happens there. Have you seen the trailer? I think... I. The trailer seems yeah. to only really give like the first twenty minutes away. I'm I'm fairly confident the Guardians of the Galaxy leave him about fifteen minutes into the film. I'm sure I don't think they're mm. going to be there for very long. Yeah, because they've got their own film to worry about exactly. at some point this year or something. Yeah, oh. yeah, it's all good, John. I'm very excited. I thought I was out and they pulled me back in. Yeah, that's that's, that's the what thing. I, will I think. Say. Have you been watching the uh, what's it called Moon Knight? No. Yeah, I worry. I worry. There's like, I think there's like. There's like a saturation point and I think there's going to be like the nerds like me who just watch everything still and then I think the more casuals will just sort of watch the films or like if someone says, oh, that series is really fucking good, then they might check it out. But but there's, I think there's too much bleed now, isn't there? I don't think you could watch Doctor, that Doctor Strange without having seen WandaVision. No, that one is like that one is like required text for that film. Which but. concerned me because I really I did watch and enjoy WandaVision, but I haven't really watched any of the other series. I gave up on... Did I watch all of Loki? I'm not sure. I gave up on Captain America. I gave up on Hawkeye. But is there going to be... Does this mean that future films are going to be less enjoyable for me because I don't watch every single thing that comes out? I don't know. I don't know. One division is the one that's felt the most sort of compulsory. The rest, I think, mm. anything that happened, like for instance, not this to give to sort of give away the ending of the uh, Captain America and the Winter Soldier is like. The end of Avengers Endgame, Steve hands in the shield. So as far as anyone watching yeah. the film is concerned, he is Captain America. And then the yeah, TV yeah. series is him struggling with the idea of being Captain America. And at the end, mm. he comes to terms with being Captain America. So if you didn't watch that, right. you'd sort of just cut yeah. out that middle bit and just be like, yeah, he's Captain America. I saw him get given the shield. Okay, cool. Good to know. There you go. Right. Let's get well done, go. everyone. We've been here for ages and Cheers we're going away you. now. Well done, John. Bye. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie, Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale, starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Before Shopify, were you wondering, where my sales at? Now you're selling with Shopify, the global commerce platform supercharging your selling. You have no problem selling online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Gary, easy on the cha-ching. <clears throat> oh, sorry, but my Shopify sales are through the roof. Start selling with Shopify today and discover how millions of businesses around the world use Shopify to ignite their selling. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. Shopify.com slash listen. Send the guys a movie idea Tell your friends that you like the show Follow us on social media Then 
you'll be the best listener.